Welcome to the Power Hour panel talk. I'm so excited that we are here with you tonight, like we are every single Tuesday night, to talk about current events, share it with you guys, and also hear what you guys think about what's going on in the world. Now, there's a lot of things going on right now, but let me let everyone else say hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, everyone? Oh my God! So it's exciting, exciting times right now. It's the new year, and still, so, so just so much is going on that we need always to talk about on. for sure. But always have an optimistic face, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So before we jump in, like always, what did you guys do over the weekend? What did I do? That's a good question. I know, right? <laughs> when, when when the night leaves, I forget. I forget. <laughs> what did we do? Um, we went to um, we went to the swap meet. Okay, it, that's something. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I bought. Do you know what a pram is? No. <laughs> Let's see if the audience knows what a pram is. You know what, Stephanie? Uh-huh. The um, little carrot, uh, the old-timey English carriages. Exactly. Carriage, yeah. yeah. I learned what a pram was when I was in 12th grade, 11th or 12th grade. I was babysitting for our next-door neighbors uh, in back of us when we lived in Seattle, Washington. And they had they're from, they were from England. And she, she started talking about her little baby, you know, her little dolls, because I was babysitting this little girl. And she kept talking about, yeah, I have to put him in the pram. It's like, what the hell is a pram? <laughs> and I kept guessing. It's like, is it? Uh, I don't know. So finally, she got it. I said, oh, that's what a pram is. Okay, so that's how I learned what a pram was at that time. So we, yeah, we did that. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. At uh, Angel had to get his peanuts. That's why we went to the swap meet, and uh, we went to Vista, and we took some. We took a um, one of those uh, heaters, those little uh, fireplace heaters, over to his mom. And what else do we do? Yeah, that's what we did. I made soup, and it was Angel's birthday on January first. So we had okay. a little gathering for him. His family was over here, and I made soup. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was a good New Year's. Oh my God, it was a good weekend. What about you, Stephanie? Do you remember? I do. I it's coming back to me. <laughs> so Saturday, I teach a body pump class on Saturday mornings, and um, we're we're outside right now. And so it usually in the first part of the class, it's like really really cold, but it doesn't last long once we get through squats and. Those, uh, bodies all warmed up and we're ready to go. So, and and so it usually in the first part of the class it's like really really cold, but it doesn't last long once we get. Is that me? Bodies all warmed up and we're ready to go. and so it usually in the first part of the class it's like really really cold, but it doesn't last long once we get. Is that me? Bodies all warmed up and we're Okay, okay. So that's that sounds like you guys had a fun week. I know we were hearing a little kickback there from one of the speakers. I'm not sure which one, but we all had a great weekend. We brought in the new year, and now it's time to talk about Georgia. 
Oh, Georgia elections. Okay, I, I need to get my lights on here for this one. There we go. There we go. So right now, the Georgia runoff elections are happening. And the reason why everyone is talking about Georgia right now at this moment is Georgia is going to decide who has control of the Senate. Now, it's an extremely, extremely important race. And right now... There are two seats available, and it is at a tie. I know Sohaila's been messaging me. It's at a tie. It's at a tie. It is at a tie right now. <laughs> and the thing about it is, this is really, really important because if, if it swings to the left and the Democrats secure these seats, then Biden will be able to push out legislation. If it slides to the left, and we get the blue, then a lot of the, the a lot of the policies that Democrats have been trying to pass in regards to the stimulus will be able to go through because they won't have the challenges from the Republicans. Now, if it goes to the right and the Republicans are then maintain control of those seats, then they'll be able to stop Biden from putting through a lot of the legislation that he wants to put through. So, so Hala, what do you think about that? I say go blue. <laughs> I say go blue. Yeah, that, that's what's going to happen. If we don't get a 50-50 split in the, in the House there, we're screwed. We really are. They're going to fight him tooth and nail for the next four years like, like you know, they always do. That's the problem. So we really have to have it a tie. And, you know, to me, it should always just be a tie anyways. We got to change some laws there. We really do. Because, uh, you know, I think they should both come in with a 50-50, you know, Senate. Because this is ridiculous. It really is. You know, they they work for us. They work for the country. They work for us as, as you know, U.S. citizens here. And they just seem to forget that. And I'm really getting tired of that. I really am. And then, Stephanie, what do you think? So, I, you know, I mean, it goes back to my just my general feelings about politics in general. And it's the us versus them mentality. And um, we it's just been perpetuated. It continues to be perpetuated. We have a president currently who really has created even more of a divide. and. Um, it's it's you know like Sohela saying it doesn't it doesn't serve us the American people it serves the politician, but it doesn't serve us, and so I think the whole thing is we're we're missing the point of what they're doing there in the first place. I agree, and I, I definitely agree, and then Joanna agrees with you as well. <laughs> now with this with everything happening in Georgia it everything right now is basically on Georgia's back it's sitting on Georgia's back and polls officially closed at 7 p.m. eastern time and many people are watching the results almost as much as they were watching the presidential results I'm getting messages from Zamela from other people and people are very much they want to know what's going to happen because of this election result, because it's definitely going to influence everything going forward for the next two 
years or even longer. Now, for instance, something that has been a lot of infighting is the stimulus check increasing the amount to, 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 to 2000 If that happens, if the, the seats turn blue, that is something that will easily pass within the Senate. So many people are really paying attention to this happening. Now, with that being said, do you guys believe that this is as big of a deal as people are making it out to be? Or do you think this is just another, another seat in Congress and nothing's going to get done? Well, nothing's going to get done if it's going to be uh, mostly red. We know that for a fact. It's just not going to happen. You know, they just want to fight tooth and nail. Uh, that's one of the issues. That's why I said, you know, if it's 50-50, at least he has a 50% chance. <laughs> <laughs> and then Stephanie, what do you think? Do you think that this is going to do something? Or do you think that it's just going to continue with the infighting that we've seen in Congress day in and day out for the past four, the past 12 years. Mm -hmm. I do. Unfortunately, I do. I do think so. Regardless of which direction it goes in, it's still, it, yeah, it's, I just see, I see it just continuing it. <clears throat> it's not um, one way or another. I mean, regardless of who's in charge it, it, or who has greater power, um, it, it doesn't change the situation. Ultimately. Right. So and then so news in from news in from that. So it looks like Purdue is leading by one percent, but it's still a very, very big rate. So Purdue right now has 51%. And of course, that is the Democratic candidate. So we will see, we'll keep you updated throughout this broadcast and also in the comment section about what's happening with the Georgia election. And then I will check that out later, Charlie, because I can't, I don't think I can open it here. So I will check that link out later. So thank you for posting, Charlie. So guys, something else that is happening all, <laughs> that is happening all across the country and all across the world are lockdowns. We are now, we are now seeing more and more places going on lockdown. And actually, Britain, the UK is now in a full blown lockdown because of the new variant of COVID-19. So we knew the topic of lockdowns were gonna happen because they happen every single week and we don't necessarily agree with them. So, so <laughs> we will start with you because I know how you feel about lockdowns. What do you think about the UK going into lockdown? Wow, that's that's really crazy. But you know, that's bold. That's all I could say is really bold. You know, um, I, I see that more and more people are, are actually getting the COVID, <laughs> the virus. And, you know, it, again, you know, if, if it's spreading like wildfires like this, it's going to be inevitable that everybody is going to get it sooner or later, you know? So uh, again, it is what it is. You just have to keep your spirits up. You know, I've, I've been feeling under the weather. I, I haven't been, I've been feeling dizzy and nauseated, but I remember four years ago feeling the same way during new year's time. So, you know, it's the same thing that I had then. And it's kind of like, Oh, just a, either virus or, you know, the winter flu, but I don't have a fever. I don't have coughs, even though I just have phlegm in my voice. That's it. Um, but, but that's it. And so it's just the stomach and, and my head dizzy. So it's funny because somebody says, Ooh, you got COVID. And I said, well, wait a minute, that's not the symptoms anyways, <laughs> or is it? <laughs> but, you know, again, it, it, 
I, I know so many people that's getting close to me uh, that are getting it. But again, no matter how hard you try to stay safe, it's going to be inevitable. These people that I knew that were staying safe, they were wearing the masks, they were doing everything right. They still got it. So I don't know. We just have to hold on tight, get it, and then be done with it. So one of the reasons why countries, counties, cities are going into lockdown is because of hospital beds. Now, the thing about COVID is if you catch COVID and you're admitted into the hospital, your chances of survival are pretty high. It's something that if we have the ability to catch and treat, it's painful, it's uncomfortable, you get really sick, you may, you may spend a month in the hospital, but as long as you're in the hospital, your chances of dying are slim. But the problem now isn't just that people are catching it and then something's happening. The fact is that people are catching it and they try to go to the hospital and the hospitals are completely packed. And that's what we're seeing in the UK as well, as long as also in Southern California. Now, London's mayor said that he now has more people in the hospital now than he did in March, April, and May when COVID first hit and shut the entire world down. And with people being in the hospital, it also closes the hospital for other people. Now, if the hospitals are packed, so again, in the UK, they are now in lockdown. In London, people are now in a position where they just, they, there are more people in the hospital than they had in the spring, which is crazy to me. But not only is it packed full of people who have COVID, it is now packed full of people and no one else can get in. Now, I don't know if this is happening in the UK, but I know in Southern California, they are turning people down. They have ambulances going to the hospital and they are turning people away because there's no room. And we're seeing places like the UK, we're seeing places like Southern California and all across the globe where there are no hospital beds and that's why they're going into lockdown. So Stephanie, what do you think? Yeah, so I think we're, you know, at this point we're, we're um, at a place where pretty much everyone has either had COVID or know someone who has or has had it. Um, so definitely, you know, we're looking at huge numbers of people. Um, we talked last week a little bit about alternative um, and options that don't seem to be being utilized or considered. And that is like using the military, um, setting up tents, using community um, hospitals, community outlets uh, as options. And I, I, don't, I don't know that that's true that they're not being used, but I don't see it happening. And so I'm assuming then that it, that's not happening. So I don't understand why that's not being utilized, um, those options. So I know places are starting to use it, but again, we have, we have, it becomes a process. And I think as we go into it and as we see more and more, and as we see once Biden takes office, I think they are gonna start using the, the military tents and the military doctors. But again, they have to be called upon. The National Guard has to be called upon to do it. So if we, people are not calling upon the National Guard to set up these tents, and again, that's in the United States, 
then we're not going to see the hospitals, but the government, the states have to call upon them. Um, but in terms of the UK, I know that they're shutting it down. So going back to the UK, where they are in complete lockdown, the UK is now shutting it down, shutting down everything. They're in full lockdown because they just because of hospital beds and because there is a new variant of COVID-19. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, but there is a new variant of COVID-19. And this new strain, this new variant is actually, I believe they said 50 to 70, 70% more transmittable. So not only are they in a position where they're trying to slow down the spread of COVID, but now they have this new version of COVID that is even more transmittable, which means people are catching it like wildfire. And now the hospital systems are being overran as well. So have you guys heard about the new variant of COVID-19? I have. Yeah. I know that we have somebody in Rancho Bernardo and Poway and a couple of mm -hmm. other people in San Diego already, and they weren't even near anybody from UK. So it's coming from somewhere, you know? I don't know. But uh, going back to the hospitals, so we had Palomar Hospital here in Escondido, and they just opened two of their floors. But they're not for ICU, though. These are these are two floors for people that are like car accidents, regular being sick, things like that. That's why they opened that one. So uh, the ICU units didn't have to be bombarded by people other than COVID-19 peeps. Um, so something else that I've heard is that is that that people are going to the hospital for other things. They're mm -hmm. being turned away, but if they do go to the hospital, they end up recovering from whatever it is, whether it's surgery, whether it's it's to fix a broken bone, and then they're leaving and then they're having to come back because while they're at the hospital, they actually contracted COVID-19 and then they're being sent right back to the hospital. So that's another reason why having all the COVID-19 in the hospitals is kind of a sticking situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then Joanna so, says, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. So um, in the UK, so they they are in lockdown now. Um, are they actually, I mean, are people actually paying attention to it? Unlike here, where people are still going about their normal lives. I, I don't know. And we're going to see. So prior to the UK going into lockdown, there was a situation where London basically went to the top where they pretty much shut everything down. And what happened was during the holiday season, instead of people really shutting down in London, people just left London. They went to the countryside. They couldn't leave the other country. They couldn't leave another country because most countries actually blocked travel mm -hmm. in and out of the UK. So couldn't go very many places, but people just fled London. So now that we're seeing that it's a full lockdown of the entire UK, Again, it just happened yesterday. Schools just went into schools just went into online, completely online learning starting right now. So we'll see if people are listening. But if it's anything like what's happening stateside and in California, people aren't going to be listening. And it's it's pretty interesting to see. Um, I took we took a um, we took a road trip on this weekend, and during that road trip. We were in California, then we went over to, we went to Arizona and it was a huge difference in what people were doing. In California, people are still wearing their masks, but when you cross over the border right there, literally California here, the Arizona border is right here and you cross over, you have people going back and forth over the border, but no one in, no one in Arizona wore a mask. Wow. We were pretty much going to do outdoor things. We went to a lake and whatnot, you know, staying away from people, 
but nobody in Arizona wore masks. No one was social distancing. If you went into Arizona to the part that we went to, it was like you were, it was like pre-COVID. It was nothing like it was now. So I'm, I'm really assuming that people are not going to, not going to listen. No, they're not. Again, you know, even around here, you know, there's still, I know when I go out, I mean, everybody's wearing masks, uh, mm -hmm. but again, it's going to be inevitable. It depends on where, where you're, you know, who you're in front of as well. Don't know, but it's airborne. It's out there. Out there. It is definitely, definitely out there. Yeah. And then I know you, I know you wanted to talk to us about something COVID related. So Hela. I did. Yeah, you said you wanted to talk about COVID. Uh, now I'm trying to remember what it was. <laughs> it's okay. We can just slide into the next conversation, yeah. which is the stimulus checks. Oh yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> For some people got their stimulus checks, other people did not get their stimulus checks, but the US government, I believe they're giving till January 15th to get everyone that $600. Now people are saying that this $600 is not much, but it's something. So do you guys know anyone who received their $600? And you know someone? My mom got it on the first, actually before the first. No, yeah, it was the first, but it wasn't, uh, uh, you. Couldn't get it until the fourth or something. It didn't post okay. fourth, but she got it in her, okay. in her account. Yeah, it's like wow. But I remember the last time I got mine. I think it was uh, via check, so it's going to take a okay. while. It's going to take a while. Now I know many checks were sent out on the fourth. I believe it was so on the fourth. Many checks were mailed out. Um, so we know that it's coming. We know that a lot of if you're getting it by check, it's coming in the mail. If you're getting it by direct deposit then you probably are going to get, either you got it already or you're going to be getting it within the next week because they're trying to send out the checks to at least everyone by January 15th. And then Joanna says her mom got it as well. So kind of backtracking, just wanted to read this comment and then Stephanie will go to you about the checks. So in Germany, they're saying those who live in coronavirus hotspots are only allowed 10 miles from their Home. So it looks like Europe is taking this a lot more seriously than what we are taking it as well. Yeah. So, Stephanie, in regards to the checks, what yes. do you think? Do you, what do you think? In general, what do you think about the checks and what's going on? So I'm one of the people that uh, December 26th, um, we all got cut off from our unemployment benefits. Oh, So uh, I have absolutely no income coming in right now. And oh. so... What you need to do is keep sending them anyways. My mom worked for EDD, so she she knows. Keep sending what? Keep sending the paper back in. Anyway. So, so I heard about what was going on with unemployment. Um, so I believe, so you said it was the 6th, Stephanie? The 26th. I'm sorry, the 26th. Uh -huh. The 26th. So California was dealing with a large amount of fraud in regards to in regards to unemployment. Now with this large amount of fraud, instead of investigating it in a way where they can investigate piece by piece, California decided that they were going to shut down and pause unemployment for a large percentage of people who were receiving unemployment. And they said, I believe they said 
I'm trying to go back to the um, the articles that I was reading because this was not on the docket to talk about today. I believe <laughs> I believe they said that it should take weeks. I'm actually going to pull it up while you guys are talking. About it, I'm going to pull it up just to make sure. But in terms of unemployment in California, now this does not affect people outside. This is how California is dealing with the unemployment fraud mm -hmm. issues. But now that has left a lot of people in a position where they have no income, mm -hmm. no money, nothing saved up, no money to put into gas, no money to feed their family. So, mm -hmm. Stephanie, since you went ahead and brought it up, what are your thoughts about that? And since you're actually dealing with it, what are your thoughts about that? Well, so the reason I brought it up is because it gives me a whole different perspective on that $600 stimulus. You know, I mean, yeah, it's not a lot, but right now it, it's a pretty important piece for me and, and for a lot of us. And so, um, so, you know, I, I have, I mean, a week ago, I was like, I thought, you know, well, 600 is better than nothing. But like today, 600 really is better than nothing. So it has it has a much bigger uh, impact to me today. Um, and then the whole unemployment uh, uh, issue that the, the um, I mean, California, frankly, has not handled their unemployment very well from the beginning. Um, it got a little bit better. They were really trying. I know they've been trying and they were hit in hard, fast and very unexpectedly. And the old ways of doing things just don't work anymore. I mean, the, the debit card that they issue to us has no security whatsoever. So I'm not surprised that they're, they're experiencing a, a ton of fraud right now. Um, but that doesn't mean that you cut off people from, you know, completely cut off people and then take weeks to, I, I mean, I understand we'll probably, you know, recoup that money, but what do you do in the meantime? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's frustrating. Um, you try to call and, um, you know, you can't talk to anyone. And so I don't know. I, I, I wish that they would just take at, at least, at least just take some time to explain the situation in detail, in depth. Like this is what's happening. This is what we expect to be doing about it. And this is when you can anticipate, you know, if, if they have that information, I don't know, but whatever information they have, if they could share it with us, that would be really helpful. I agree. So it's looking as though unemployment was unemployment was frozen for people that they considered high risk for fraud. Now, they're not really defining what high risk for fraud is, but I'm assuming since this is the first time that people who are self-employed, that people who are gig workers, that people who may do things like Uber or where it's where it's not as controlled, there's not as much information going in like on a monthly or weekly basis, like it would for someone who's a W-2, they're considering those people high risk. And again, that's just a hypothesis on my part. But because of that, they have paused people's unemployment. And like you said, I believe the last one that was supposed to go out on the 28th, 20, what day was it? 26th. On the 26th, did not go out because that's when they froze it. Now, one of the things that people are frustrated about is they froze it 
and they didn't tell anybody. They froze yes. it and they put it up. <laughs> there you go. They froze <laughs> it and they did not tell anyone about the freeze until weeks later. Now they're saying that they're going to send out something to to confirm your identity either tomorrow or the next day. And but because of that, many people are left in limbo. And they're saying that it could take weeks for people to actually even be verified by whatever system that they're putting out. And it's leaving a lot of people in a position where they don't know how they're going to pay their rent. They don't know how they're going to, they don't know how they're going to put food on the table. And this is coming right after Christmas where people may have put a little bit more money out to celebrate the holidays, thinking that they had this money to fall back on in order to pay their bills. And now they're left with yeah, credit pretty card much debt. Yeah, credit card debt now. The credit card debt. So, so Hayla, what do you think about, about unemployment? You said that your mom used to work for the unemployment? Yeah. So she, um, you know, you know, I used to work at uh, Palomar College and of course I don't have classes right now. And so um, even though they said that they were going to freeze, uh, my mom keeps saying, just keep sending them in. Keep sending those paper that paperwork in, and let, if you do it online, I don't know, but uh, and that's what I, I do. Yeah. yeah, I just took, I just sent one in right before Christmas, and I just got the money just a day or two ago on my on my card. Yeah, so I don't know what they're freezing. Um, I thought that it was already uh, back up up and running because they it was in the in the uh, what they in the stimulus package. I thought it was in there. Well, so I think has, that's complicated things, actually. Yeah. So, so it has nothing to do with what's happening federally. So, whatever the extra, the extra three hundred dollars, it has nothing to do with that. California is now trying to deal with fraud in mm. general. So they're trying to cut. They're trying to see who is committing fraud. Now, mm. something else that caught a lot of people off guard was. When the message finally came out, it said fraud in the message. And then people thought that they were being accused of fraud. So that also put a lot of stress. So I think with the lack of communication from the unemployment and then just everyone sitting in limos, putting everyone in this, this weird situation. Now, again, there is still going to be there is still going to be the, the $300. And I'm assuming that people are going to get the money that is owed to them, but it's just going to take a while. It's a shame. Yeah. Well, what, yes. what are what other, uh, other uh, states doing regarding it? <clears throat> so this has, so I, so many states have come out. I know Rhode Island came out. I know New York came out and a couple other states have come out and they said that that week that there's supposed to be a gap week, because of Trump waiting the next day to sign it, that they are still going to be paying people for that week. So there won't be a gap week. Even California said that as well. Many, many places says that they're not gonna have that gap week. And as more and more states are looking at it, they're going to completely take away that gap week and actually pay people for that week. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of the $300, they are still gonna, what'd you say, Sohela? Why is California saying differently then? So California is going to pay people the $300. Now, the last two weeks of December, you're not going to get the $300 for that, but it's going to be, right. the, so I believe it's starting January, so the week of January. Now, what's happening with unemployment in California versus what's happening with unemployment across the country is completely different. 
So California is saying that there was up to, I believe, like eight mil a couple million dollars worth of fraud happening in the unemployment wow. system. And it was putting a drain on the resources. And instead of taking it and looking at unemployment as like piece by piece to see where they can eliminate the fraud, they just said, you know what? We think these cases may be high risk. So we're going to freeze all these cases. And then you are going to have to send us some kind of verification. Now, I don't know what that verification is going to be. Um, I, it's supposed to be coming, I think, this week. That's, that's what I just read, that it should be coming out sometime this week in order for people to verify their ID. Mm -hmm. But again, that's going to take a long time because California essentially is a small country in itself. It is a large, large state, and there's going to be a lot of verification. So it could be weeks until people see that money. Now, the money will come. Mm -hmm. If you are found that you are not committing fraud, the money will come to you. And whatever money that's backed up from the 26, 26 whatever money is backed up from the 26, you will see all that money. You just have to verify that it's you. Yeah. Well, yeah. all we can do is just hold tight. That's all what we could do. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's frustrating. I, I like I can understand that it's frustrating. You know, we we can't put any more stress on ourselves either. You know, it is what it is. Figure out a way to hold tight. You know, uh, have friends around you or go to a friend's house or something. You know, but you really have to stay optimistic. We really have to do that this year for sure. Yeah, and it, somebody was saying about um, they were talking about it is what it is. But when I talk about it is what it is. I say it in, a, in an optimistic way. Well, it is what it is, right? Okay, well, you still can't do anything about it, but you you know, you know, have to just keep on moving forward no matter what. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or think outside the box and, and try to, uh, you know, and try to try new things or not try to <laughs> do new things. So I'm going to take, I'm going to take a look really quickly, guys to see where we are in this Georgia election. I said I would keep coming yeah. back to it. Yes. Trying to pull it up. Here we go. So it looks like it looks like on both sides, Purdue and Lafleur are ahead with the 51%. And then both Democratic candidates are at 49%. So it looks like looks like Republicans are taking a very, very, very small lead. So we will see what happens in regards to that with the with the runoff election. Georgia, we have faith in you. So we will continue to update you with whatever is going on in Georgia. I know we were just talking about unemployment in California specifically, so there was a freeze, but we are looking at what's happening in Georgia as well. Now, something else that happened, that happened recently is with Jacob Blake. Now, if you guys remember, I know I reported about it, talking about what happened with Jacob Blake. Now, Jacob Blake was a gentleman that was shot by the officer in the back seven times and he survived, but he was paralyzed from the waist down. Now, with many of these cases, people have been looking to see if these officers were going to be arrested and tried. And it's we have seen, like every other time before, that this officer, Rustin Shefsky, is not going to be charged in this case. And there's a lot of people who are upset about this happening, about, about this officer not being charged. Now, while we look at the case and we can look at it and we can look at the officer being, the officer shooting the victim who is again, now paralyzed. Mm -hmm. 
Many people are saying that this is not a fair case and the way that this happened, that the officer should have been charged. Now, well, when didn't, we look at- Didn't they say to stop though, quite a few times? They did say to stop, but I think, so the reason why with this case, this was the case where the officer grabbed him from the t-shirt so he couldn't turn around and shot him in the back. Oh, that's a different story. Okay. So I got they told- I was running that that took jewelry or something. Nope, no. and that's and that's and here's another thing though is that these cases are happening so often. I know, right? That nah. we don't know which one is we right. don't know which one is which, and that that's, I, yeah. I'm yeah, that's that, 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 why now? Why what's why is he not getting charged? So at the end of the day, when we look at these cases, right, we're looking at it out of a civilian's eyes. Sure. Because if one civilian would do that to another civilian, then that civilian would be in jail, prosecuted, sure. wrong. Like it just wouldn't have been a case. Mm -hmm. But the thing about it is, officers are held to essentially a different law. And when you look at it, they have they have things in place to justify whether an officer is using excessive force. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying we look at it and say that this officer is wrong because I'm going to look at this case and I look at what happened. And in my eyes, that was wrong. I think the officer was completely wrong in the situation. I'm not saying that Jacob Blake shouldn't have been arrested and got to jail. I think he should have. I'm saying that the way that the officer approached him and shot him was wrong. But it doesn't matter what my opinion in is because all that matters is what's on the books within the case. What matters is in the eyes of the law, did the officer use excessive force? Mm -hmm. The thing about it is, the only way that we are going to change it since the officer is arrested is that we have to change the laws on the books. We have to go ahead and look at how the laws describe excessive force. So if mo many people are thinking that this is excessive force, the only way to hold officers accountable in these situations is that you have to actually go through and change the law to re-describe what is excessive force? So what do you guys think? Stephanie, what do you think? So I'm a little unclear. So was there a trial? I mean, how was it determined that he didn't use excessive? Like who makes that determination, I guess, is what I'm asking. So usually you'll have the police force or you'll have an outside, outside law body look at the case. So it could be something like the FBI. It could be the Department of Justice. It could be the the police force itself, look at the case and they look at the situation and they look at what the officer did and what the officer could have done. And they'll determine, so the law enforcement agencies will determine whether that officer used excessive force according to what they have on the books. And so does the victim then have the opportunity to um, give their side of the story or is it just what comes from the officer? So at this point, the officer is not even being charged. So if we get to the point where an officer is charged and is brought to jail and is brought to the courts, then they'll have a court proceeding. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right now we're in a situation where the officers are not even being charged. So this officer was cleared of all wrongdoing. He's not going to go to court because there are no charges brought against the officer. Right. Okay. Yes. That is. Yes. So uh, he might he, be getting a day in court. Go ahead, Sohela. Uh, was he wearing a body camera? 
No, so this one was this one was no body camera. I believe there was no body camera in this one, but several people recorded from several different angles. Uh -huh. So there was one, I think there was three cell phone footage of what's going on. Okay. Now, something that I believe in strongly is I believe all officers should wear body cams because at the end of the day, it protects citizens, but also protects officers as well. I think yeah. it's one of the I think it's one of the best things is that if you have the evidence, if you're a good cop, I don't see why you worry that you have evidence showing that you're a good cop. Mm -hmm. um, I know we get in the situation, we talk about this a lot about, you know, people not liking police officers, all police officers are corrupt. I think there's an attitude of ignoring corrupt officers, but I do think that there are good officers. I do know mm -hmm. good officers, but it needs to be a culture change mm -hmm. because a lot of times there are there are good officers that are going to look bad because what's being shown is bad officers. Yeah, yeah, and it it's um, different in different departments too, don't you think? Yeah. I, I think it is. I think I think when you're in a situation where you have community policing, that it is better for the community and the police department as a whole because when you have yeah. officers that talk to the community that play with the kids, you don't see them as so much as a threat. And not right. only that, officers don't see the communities that they're policing as a threat as well. Right. Because a lot of things that are happening in these situations where people are being shot and killed is that you have the thing of unconscious bias, where, mm -hmm. where an officer isn't purposely racist. It's not like these officers are going around saying, oh, I hate black people. It's not that, it's that, that they have this unconscious bias. If you're in a situation, if you're policing a community, and you are a white officer and you're policing them, it's mostly a black community. And all you see, the only thing that you see is black people committing crimes, not because black people commit more crimes, but because you're policing an area where there's more black people, so more black, you see more black people committing crimes. What's gonna happen is your mentality is going to be warped where you think that black people are criminals. And when you see a black person, you're going to treat them as a criminal, hence why you shoot. So I think something that can work to change this unconscious bias is community policing. Now, that's not going to solve everything. It's not even going to come close to solving everything. But I think it's a step in the right direction to start trying to get rid of this unconscious bias that's going on. Yeah, I thought that uh, all police officers had to wear them anyways. It wasn't that a law that, oh, really? Wow. No, so it depends on where you live. It really depends on the state, the county, the city that you're in. Many places are requiring their officers that they have to have body cam footage, but there are also other places where yeah. you don't. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting too. Um, when I lived in Oceanside, um, there was a, a community police department. And I don't know, personally, I always felt extra safe, like, like they were there and they were there to help us and not, you know, just looking for trouble. Um, and I, at the time I was caring for my sister who has dementia and she would sometimes wander off. Um, and, you know, many times I would have them come either you know, bring her home or um, she was really paranoid and sometimes would call 911 and um, they would show up and she, you know, she would have these paranoid delusions. And anyway, my, long story short, 
Um, I just found that the officers that came were incredibly helpful, very understanding. And, and I think you're right, Mel, I think really having that community um, office, that community location really did help in terms of how they interact with people. So I, I would agree with you. Yeah. Now, I know we talk about officers and whatnot and everything that's happening, but time to bring it in. I know there's something that both of you ladies do like to talk about, and that is mental health. Now, as we're coming to 2021, we are still in a position where places are still in lockdown. Mm-hmm. Unemployment's a mess. Tiny stimulus check. People are still not back in work. And people are in a situation where they are just at their their the end of their rope. Of course. Now, lowest, right. now, something that's been, so they were polling people. And it also looks like on the political realm that things are changing as well. And now people who were Republican, who had a much brighter view of what's going on, are now looking at things and they have a much dimmer view of what's going on. And now it's showing that Republicans are having a much more optimistic view of what's gonna go on in the future. But either way, most people are just in a position where it's doom and gloom. So what do you guys think in terms of mental health and everything that's going on and how people can try and get their 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 mind right during a time of such uncertainty? Well, people are, are yeah. tempered these days for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, Angel uh, called uh, the health services because he had some blood work done a couple of months ago. And because he has high cholesterol, high blood, well, high cholesterol. And uh, we were telling the doctor the symptoms and uh, he had, he had a, um, he had like a dizziness, but that's, that's it. And the first thing the doctor says, oh, he has to come in for a COVID test. I said, for what? He just needs a blood work. He needs blood work. That's all he wants. That's why he wants to make an appointment. And they would not let him make a a um, appointment for blood work until he took a COVID test. And of course it was negative, but then he went in to get his blood work done. He got the test done. He got the bill for it, but he could not make an appointment. He kept trying and trying and all he could do is literally spend hours, like an hour and 45 minutes to, to even try to get an appointment. And uh, I think it was just yesterday or the day before I said, you call them right now it was at 7.30 in the morning. And we waited 45 minutes until he finally got on. And he was so irate. He says, so you guys also have therapy for depression, right? Well, after getting off the phone with you guys, most of the time people do have depression because they can't get, they can't even get an appointment with you guys. So you guys have, you have the uh, time to send bills out but you don't have the time to get on a, a phone call with your people, with somebody you know that that needs to be know the results. You can't even have time for that just to tell them the results. Are you kidding me? So I told Angel, you know what? You tell the billing department that you're not going to pay for it until you have a doctor talk to you and tell you your results. That's ridiculous. So he finally has has an appointment on Thursday. They were, of course, profusely apologetic. But yes, it's frustrating. Exactly, Johanna. It's so frustrating. And the lady said because they don't have enough staff to to pick up the phones and answer. I said, with the money that you guys get, are you kidding me? And I said, well, that's the state for you. 
<laughs> state, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, you know, they're so goddamn cheap that they don't want to pay people to do work. And I know that because my mom worked in EDD. <laughs> I'm in the state of California. It's bullshit. <laughs> they like their money and that's it. And they don't like to, uh, you know, uh, spend it on people that really need it, like for work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Stephanie, what do you think about mental health right now? Happening? So, you know, I think um, it's, it is very unfortunate that um, we're just, I think so many of us were the new year, you know, so everything was going to be brighter. And actually, I mean, I saw this coming too, that, you know, it just kind of, it's, it's not like, you know, on January 1st, all of a sudden, everything that's been happening goes away. Um, So it's not only that, that everything that's been happening hasn't gone away, but now we have even more stuff happening. And so, you know, we're really being challenged in, in a big, huge way. And so coping skills become really important. And, you know, if you've used alcohol, food, you know, things like that to cope in the past, it's probably what you're using now. Um, Just not having or not feeling like you have options. And so it, it's very sad to me. And, and I, I don't know immediately, like right now, what the solution might be. Um, I do know that um, there is, is it 211 that you can call? Is it 211, I think, that where you can get access to a mental health professional if you feel you need that, that extra work? In fact, to me, if you're even asking the question, do I need a professional? To me, that's your answer right there. That, you know, you need to pursue that. Um, and I know that there are some free resources available as well, but um, but I know a lot of people aren't going to take advantage of that. They're going to, you know, continue to self-medicate in whatever method they use, and it just makes the situation worse. And it it's very very heartbreaking. It is. People are just, just so discouraged these days that they don't know what else to turn to. And, you know, they think, well, two on one, well, what are they going to do? You know, they can't save me, right? But my alcohol or my food could save me for a little bit, <laughs> right? It's a shame. It's, it's really a shame. It is a shame. Now, one last topic. We have a few minutes left. Um, and I saved this one for last because it's a doozy. Okay. Tomorrow protest. So tomorrow. There's a protest tomorrow? Oh, it's a big protest tomorrow. So tomorrow, a lot is happening in Congress. Now, many people don't know what happens after they vote. So after you vote, your vote goes in, it gets counted. Then it goes to, it's certified that it goes to the Electoral College. The the Electoral College then says, boom, certified. (laughs) Then it goes to Congress to recount and certify, and boom, we have our president. Now, that is happening tomorrow. Congress will then get the votes to count from the electoral the electoral college, and they are going to say, "Okay, these counts are right. Let's go, and we will go ahead and inaugurate Biden come the tomorrow. Come, right. 
come January 20th, which is right around the corner. Yeah. Now, that's not what's happening this time around. Now, there is something that happens where, you know, the house, the house of the team of the party that loses puts up a fake, like a fake um, fight. It's just tradition, but then everything goes ahead as normal. That's not what's happening. So Cruz and several other Republicans are actually looking to call for an emergency audit of the counts in several key states to try and prolong the inevitable, which would be Biden taking office. Now, not only are they in a situation where these dozen or more Republican senators are trying to stop stop Biden from taking office by calling for an emergency audit in order to prove that there's some kind of fraud, but outside of Congress, outside of the White House, there are going to be the Proud Boys. There are going to be Trump protesters. There's going to be people coming and taking to the streets to protest to ensure that that happens. Now, what's going to happen is the protesters are going to come in and they are going to protest to support Cruz to say that, yes, we should call for that emergency audit. And if it's not done, if that emergency audit is not done, then Trump, the Trump supporters are coming to cause hell in D.C. to the point where the D.C. mayor has asked for the help of 350 National Guard members to be called to D.C. in order to deal with the, the tens of thousands of Trump supporters who are coming from out of state, from around the surrounding areas to protest what's going on. So what do you guys think about the protest wow. tomorrow? Hey, do you have a couple of semi-automatics? <laughs> All right. That, I would, so... I would, that Just kill them off. Just be done with it. I'm so done with this shit. It's sickening. I, I'm so sick. we're not. We're not calling for violence on any side. I'm sorry. We are not. I the am. It is not calling for violence on any side. Um, but it is frustrating. But the thing about yeah. this is, this election in itself is going to set new precedent for all mm -hmm. elections that happen going forward. The American election will never be the same. And then Joanna says, yeah, I heard about the protests earlier. The mayor in D.C. has called for the National Guards and are asking people to avoid the city. You yeah. know, the bottom line is, that is our White House. And he has to get out. That's the bottom line. And, you know, I say enough, enough. We are we are adults here. They're supposed to be adults in our White House. But apparently we have babies, crying babies in there. Like, you know, especially him threatening, you know, this this the senator of Georgia. It's like, this is bullshit. This is, you know, how they could just get away with this shit in, in the White House right now, in the Senate, I would finally say, if I was a Pelosi, I would say, you know what, done, we're done. We're so done here. She has the power to do that. Why she's not doing that, I have no clue. But she has to actually get some balls on her. That's what she needs to do. She needs to learn how to toughen up and she works for us. And this is what pisses me off. All these assholes are working for us. So, you know, enough is enough. You know, you guys are adults, not kids. So act like that. And if you don't act like that, get out of our fucking White House. That's what I say. I'm, I'm so livid, I swear to God. This is just, it pisses me off. It really does. 
It's like, you know, people are, we are a laughing stock. The United States are a laughing stock around the world. Look, I worked in the Middle East for over 10 years, over 10 years. And, you know, at first, you know, it was, it was fine, but they laugh at us over there. I know for a fact they do. I was there working there. They laugh their asses off on the United States. We know the United States thinks that we're so powerful. No, we're not. The Middle East laughs at us every single day. It, it just really irritates the shit out of me. It really does. You know, enough's enough. You know, wake up, America. The, you know, we're supposed to be adults here. Wake up. That is our White House. Get him out. We're done. We're done. Well, I think, too, that, you know, this is a time when we really need stability in our leadership. And we're not seeing that and and it's just creating more chaos which is the last thing we need right now and it 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 is very irritating very frustrating it is extremely frustrating and then joanna says democrats need balls exactly exactly joanna exactly yep so i don't know where american politics is going to be in the next month six months, years, two years, three years now, but American politics is never going to be the same. We're in a situation where things are changing. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure they're changing for the best. And I also think that America as a superpower maybe pushed back several, oh, yeah. several spaces because mm -hmm. the way that we handled COVID, the way that we've been coming across politically, um, the way that we've been treating our allies has not been what we've been doing in the past. Mm -hmm. And like Suhaila yeah. said, like Suhaila said, people are actually laughing at the United States. Um, I speak to people outside of the States on a regular basis. And one of the things they ask me is, Mel, what the fuck is going on over there? I mean, I speak to people from the UK. I speak to people in Europe. I'm speaking to people in Canada. I'm speaking to people on the islands. And the one thing that they're asking me time and time again, and excuse my French, but people keep asking me what the fuck is going on in the United States because they never thought that they would be in a position where they would see the United States behave the way the United States is. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Haley, we're asking the same question right here. <laughs> exactly. That's enough, America. You know, either, you know, the, the people that are are fighting, yes, you guys can have an opinion, right? But if you want change, go out there and make it happen. Don't just say, say, and say. Why don't you do, do, and do? So if you think you could go better, go and do better, why don't you go and work for the Senate? Why don't you go out there and do something? That's the bottom line. If you want change, you got to be the change. And it happens, it happens through us. It happens with us. It really does happen with us. Um, and we do need, we need new blood. We need younger blood in the Senate, in Congress, in all these places. And if you want to see change, listen, if you want to see change, number one, go out and vote. Yeah. But number two, if you really want to see change and you want to put change out there, go out and run for office. Exactly. There needs to be new blood in the Senate, in the House, in Congress, in local yeah. government. There needs to be younger people going in and taking the baton and running with it and steering the, the country into the right direction. My my uncle was a senator of Puerto Rico in the 70s. And you know, what he brought to the table, he was he was a Republican, but he acted like a Democrat. 
I mean, he worked his ass off to, to help uh, Puerto Ricans. He was actually the first person to try to make Puerto Rico a state in the 70s. Mm -hmm. He also told the Senate that Castro was communist. They shunned him. And it's like, well, there you go. Look at, you know, where my my name, or well, not my name, but our name is in history books. Thank goodness, right? But, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to know history, read history, know the truth. And that's the bottom line right there too. Research, do your research. And, you know, know that we have to get back to, to ourselves. We have to get back to a United States that we know and love again. And that's, again, it starts with us. Mm -hmm. it, it um, does. Now, if I can interject, I, uh, I'm on this mission to drink a gallon of water every day. So on a lighter note, I need to excuse myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we are coming to the end. We are coming to the end. So um, last comment, Joanna says, we need to have unity, compassion, and respect for others. So that is the end of our show. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I love that you're drinking all that water. Joanna is laughing. So guys, thank you so much. This is the Power Hour panel talk. And look at those champagne glasses. So guys, thank you so much for joining us this evening and joining us every evening. You know, we come here to talk about what you guys really want to hear. You guys message me and ask me to talk about things. So I bring it on here as well and just kind of let you know what's going on in the world. We don't only talk about politics, but right now politics is like a... That's the big thing right now. Exactly. We could always talk about Macy's sale. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna bring some more pop culture and stuff to it, but right now we are definitely sitting in the world of politics. So we're gonna keep talking about politics because yeah. that's what we know. So guys, yeah. thank you so much for tuning Bye. in. Thank you can watch, you can watch Coffee with the Queens Coffee with the Queens on Thursdays. Queens on Thursday morning, this uh, Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. PST. Watch us, guys. It will be live, and it's going to be about uh, the three mistakes, actually, the mistakes that we all made and it, what we learned by them. So, yeah. There you go. And then you can catch me every single Monday through Thursday to talk about more current events, what's going on in the world. And then, Stephanie, you have your... Your class? Uh, my Pilates classes, uh, Tuesday and Friday mornings at 8.30 a.m. And you can find uh, information and details about that at theleemethod.com. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see everyone tomorrow. But everyone else, I'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.